Hey, all you beautiful movie-loving people out there, live from a red carpet somewhere, surrounded by celebrities, this is the Movies America Podcast with Van Ebert, where movie reviews meet cold brews. Van will review your favorite, and maybe not so favorite movies, while enjoying some ice-cold beers and saying cheers. Now let's head into the theater and join our illustrious movie reviewer du jour, who's no doubt got the beer ready to pour, Van Ebert. Hey, everybody. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Movies America podcast. As always, I humbly thank you and am full of delicious gratitude that you have decided to join me, yours truly, for this latest Movies America podcast. And so, for today's review, all I have to say is, are you ready for some football? Oh yeah, because today we will be reviewing American Underdog. Football. Tell me about that. As long as I have a ball in my hands, I feel alive. Kind of like how I feel right now. I'm staying here. I got work to do. Work? The NFL's not gonna draft some dude from the one double A school in Iowa. There were other offers. I called every team in the NFL. No one's interested. Can I get one of your applications? I promised that I would take care of you and the kids. So that is exactly what I'm gonna do. This is your dream? Don't give up on it. Football. Yeah, they didn't pick me. I pick you. I pick you too. Kurt Warner. You got the whole package, kid. And the world just needs more time to see it. He came up with this whole arena concept. Arena football. It's like a circus. People love the circus. I like the circus. <laughs> Yeah, that is a heartwarming trailer right there. You know, it's uh, one of those trailers that uh, gets you enticed to see the movie, you know? So, but that's what they're supposed to do. But yeah, well, before, uh, you know, I get uh, a little, you know, uh, beyond myself here and get into the actual review, let me let you know that this podcast uh, is, of course, on the platform you're listening to it on now, but it's also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many, many, many other platforms uh, out there, so all over the podcast atmosphere, you know? So, And I know at least an Apple Podcast, you can give it a rating, so... If uh, you would, you know, if you're feeling, uh, you know, very generous, feeling very cool, feeling, uh, you know, fancy, you know, you know, lighthearted and fancy free, and you're like, man, I'm in a friendly mood, you know, feel free to give me a five star rating there, and you know, hey, drop a review on Apple Podcasts there. That's at the very bottom. You got to scroll to the very bottom, and you can be a little review. I mean, you know, it could be very short, you know, like, uh, hey, great job, or. You know, hey, that was terrible. That uh, podcast was pure hot garbage. <laughs> and then uh, download the episodes there as well. I definitely would appreciate that. You know, I mean, you know, you can't see it, but I've had one lowly tear coming down my cheek. You know, just thinking about how much gratitude I'd have or I, I would have if I knew that you were downloading those episodes and giving it a rating and reviewing and all that good stuff. Also, uh, the podcast is uh, available on moviesmerica.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram under Movies America. 
And uh, if you want to share anything with me, you can DM me on those and give me your give me the four one one, give me your opinions, all that. I I love to you know hear from you guys on there. I like uh, you know when people reach out to me and just give me that personalized response, good or bad. You know, I mean, I'm uh, you know I'm I'm not too uh, too proud to beg. No, that's not, that's TLC. Never mind. I ain't too uh, proud to get. A you know negative feedback you know constructive negative feedback that's cool I, I I always appreciate that and of course you know I I'm human right I love you know effusive praise too if you want to like uh, just really just you know uh you know b- you know blow up my ego that's cool <laughs> all right and uh, so yeah just to let you know I mean you know on this podcast I re- review new movies and old movies and uh, today is going to be reviewing a new movie uh, but. In, a, in addition to uh, you know, liking reviewing new and old movies, I also love mixing things that I love, and I love movies and beer. So, guess what? I'll be combining movies and beer on this review, and uh, if you've listened to any episodes of this before, you know that. And I enjoy a different uh, beer brew every episode while reviewing a movie, and this episode is just like that. It's just the same, all right? So today's Lucky Brew will be Pantera Golden Ale from Texas Ale Project. Yeah, named after the uh, the Texas band from Arlington, Texas, Pantera, you know, Cowboys from Hell, Far Beyond Driven, you know, like one of the one of the leading heavy metal acts of the 90s, you know, rest in peace, Dimebag Daryl, you know, and Vinnie Paul. Uh, you know, they're gone too soon. But, uh, yeah, Pantera, so I will be downing that there. And uh, luckily for me, it doesn't taste like heavy metal. I mean, ugh, metallic beer, that would taste terrible. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's you know, it, it rocks with some flavor, you know. I mean, as corny as that sounds. But, hey, just let me take a little tug off this right here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a little riff off this Pantera beer right now. Outstanding. You know, got to keep those vocal cords, you know, uh, liquefied, right? Just like uh, Dimebag Daryl and Phil Anselmo and Vinnie Paul, you know, the Pantera members from back in the day would tell you. And so, all right, well, with all that there, let's get into the feature presentation of this review. Okay, so today's lucky movie will be, like I said, American underdog. All right. So this is this is a true life story, uh, as most of you will know, unless you were you know born under a rock. Of uh, this is a, you know Kurt Warner. Uh, this is his biopic movie, and I'm surprised it took this long to actually come out with a movie about Kurt Warner. I mean, it's just a you know the ultimate underdog, fish out of water story. Um, and I I. I I feel like I have a little bit more of a connection to the story than most others. Uh, I grew up in um, in Iowa, uh, specifically. the The college that I went to is U and I, University of Northern Iowa, and uh, it's in Cedar Falls, Iowa. And I grew up in the next town over. Basically, Cedar Falls is connected to Waterloo, Iowa, and I grew up in Waterloo, Iowa. I have. A mom and 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 uh, siblings that went to you and I there. Uh, Kurt Warner grew up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and I lived in Cedar Rapids, Iowa for a long, long time. Uh, now I live in uh, the Lone Star State, 
and but um, and then also, um, you know, he you know the, the the you know part of the part of the legend is that you know we had the stock shelves at IV, and so I remember shopping at IV all the time, and I I shopped at the specific uh, Cedar Falls IV that that he worked at and stock shelves at, so that was a. Uh, you know, pretty, you know, kind of a cool uh, connection. You know, for myself, I might be the only one that thinks it's cool, but you know, I think it's cool. So, I, and it it just kind of it uh, gives yeah a little bit more of you know a feeling of involvement with this movie uh, for me. So now, if you're from Walla Walla, Washington, and you don't know going to Kurt Warner, you know, uh, you know from Warner Brothers, then yeah. Probably not gonna feel that way, but but yeah, this movie, yeah, it just does have that. Uh, I, I can relate to this movie here just from you know just being living in that state, and it's yeah, it's a great movie. It's uh, you know, he, he, Kurt Warner. I mean, he he just he was this kid who grew up in Cedar Rapids. He went to Cedar Rapids Regis uh, for his high school, and then he went to University of Northern Iowa, played one double A football there. And he just, you know, he had a dream. He he wanted to play in the NFL and not just play in the NFL, you know, because the average NFL you know, career is in, what, three years? No, he wanted to, you know, well, he wanted more than that. He wanted to excel, you know, in the NFL. He wanted to win Super Bowls. He wanted the MVPs. And, uh, you know, all the, the chips uh, were against him. All You know, all the he had all the all the roadblocks ahead of him, you know, because he went to a 1AA school in Cedar Falls, Iowa. It's like, unless you're from there. Who's ever heard of you and I, you know, University of Northern Iowa? I mean, and so, you know, he had to work hard there. He had his difficulties there. This movie portrays that. And then, you know, he would get calls. Uh, got a, I, you know, I think he got a call. For, we got a call from the Packers and then eventually the Rams. And, and he, you know, he basically, he, he wasn't some five-star recruit. I mean, he was not this, um, you know, heralded name when he was like Reggie Bush you know or you know some you know other you know five star you know like Desmond Howard or one of these you know recruits that everybody's you know everybody knows every coach is drooling over them you know just oh man we can't wait he's he's you know he's not gonna get drafted in the first round I mean and you know he's not gonna get drafted at all and and back then um you know I mean they you know he mean he could have gotten drafted you know there's seven rounds in the draft, but, uh, you know, you didn't uh, get drafted in that, but this movie covers all that. But of course, you know, I, you know, as most of you know, you know, you know what Kurt Warner ended up doing, uh, with his NFL career. And, and now, um, you know, we see him on NFL network, uh, doing his thing, you know, lending his football expertise on there. And so it's so cool. I mean, cause I, I, I really, I mean, I'm like anybody, I mean, you don't have to be from Iowa to root for an underdog like Kurt Warner, but, you know, being from there, it's 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 extra cool to see him on NFL Network and talking football, talking NFL football on there. I mean, I you know I was I was thinking that you know, once his NFL career was over, that Kurt Warner would go away and I wouldn't be able to uh, enjoy his perspective on the game, and he wouldn't be you know in the in the zeitgeist uh, of of you know of of America, you know, in, in the NFL. And then, you know, he became a personality on the NFL Network. It's like, great, awesome. Like now, you know, we can see him, um, you know, and, and hear his thoughts and, and, and be reminded of the great story of Kurt Warner because we see him right there on our TV screen. It's, it's, just, it's just fantastic. 
that that's the situation. He may leave NFL Network. He may leave broadcasting altogether. Who knows? Uh, but for right now, we got him, and we've got this. Uh, we got this, uh, you know, American Underdog movie as well. Now, I mean, it's it's just fantastic. Um, so the movie is, you know, I I, I mean, I, I dug it. Uh, I, I thought it was funny um, that you know a lot of it takes place in Iowa, and I just thought it was funny when they're driving around. Me being from there, I know this, but it's it's like the movie portrays like every road in Iowa is like a two lane farm road. <laughs> they're driving around. It's like it's a two lane paved road or two lane uh, gravel road. You know, it's like you know they're portraying like yeah, Iowa doesn't have any interstates, major highways, doesn't have any major cities or anything like that. I mean, matter of fact, uh, where he meets, you know, his, his future wife, Brenda Warner, uh, he meets her at a honky-tonk, meets her at a country bar um, called, I, I always just called it Coyotes, but it was called Wiley Coyotes. And so I've been to that bar, uh, driven past it a bunch of times. And I mean, you know, I know they, this movie doesn't have the biggest budget, so it can't shoot on location and can't remake uh, the building that used to be Coyotes because the building that was Coyotes when he met his wife there is not Coyotes anymore. It's like some Chinese restaurant or something like that now, now or whatever it is. It's been a few years since I've driven by it, but it's not Coyotes, the Coyotes that Kurt Warner and Brenda Warner met each other uh, at. And so, I mean, I know they can't go to Cedar Falls and and remake the building to make it look like Wiley Coyotes back in the day, the, the honky-tonk from back in the day. But, you know, you know, at least you know, put it in the middle of a, a city because that's where it is. The, the, the Coyotes honky-tonk that he meets uh, Brenda at, it's not out in the middle of the sticks like they portrayed in this movie. It's right on like a major thoroughfare in Cedar Falls, like in the middle of like a um, – it's right around a, a shopping mall and a big strip mall and grocery stores and restaurants and all of it. It's a big uh, hustle and bustle uh, commercial area, um, you know, all around it, but they portray it, you know, like it's the double deuce from Roadhouse out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> but, but you know, hey, you know, that's neither here nor there. I mean, if you're not from the town, you're not going to know any difference, right? And, you know, most people from around the country, they think of Iowa. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, the, the whole state's got, what, five people in it, and they got nothing but two-lane roads, and they got one stoplight in the whole state, and <laughs> what, do they, what do they grow there? Potatoes? I, I can't remember. What do, they, what do they grow in Iowa, you know? And so, and I think Hollywood suffers from a little bit of that. There's just like, okay, we, you know, we think of Iowa as like just, you know, it's just a farm state and, you know, it's just a, you know, just no big cities, no interstates. Anyway, so uh, enough, enough about that. That's my, that's my tangent. I went down here, you know, that's like pretty much the only gripe I have with this movie, but I just, I had to chuckle to myself when I was watching it, but. Uh, but yeah, the, you know, the movie is, it's got a good cast of characters in it. First off, Zachary Levi, uh, from, he played Shazam in the DC, you know, EU movie Shazam. Uh, he was on the television, he was on the TV show, uh, Chuck on NBC for a, a long time. And he plays Kurt Warner and he's, I mean, he's, he's like masterful, uh, casting for Kurt Warner in that because I saw an interview with uh, him and Kurt Warner sitting right next to each other, and I'm like, wow. I mean, they're, they're not identical twins, but you look at them like, oh, okay, yeah, that's okay. I can see why they cast, you know, uh, Zachary Levi as Kurt Warner. I mean, they look a lot alike, and, uh, and Zachary Levi does a good job in this movie of of letting yourself believe that this is Kurt Warner. 
Uh, he just has that uh, affable, friendly, you know, um, down to earth, relatable personality uh, in this movie. You just you feel yourself uh, cheering for him. Uh, Anna Paquin, Academy Award winner Anna Paquin, uh, she plays Brenda Warner, and it would be an understatement to say that these two actors, you know, these thespians, uh, they they have incredible chemistry in this movie. Uh, they it's not a cookie cutter cardboard cutout kind of relationship where it's just this force thing where you're supposed to just force yourself to believe that they're in love with each other and that they care about each other. They are they 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 sell it. They sell it, you know, hardcore and uh this this with their conversations, the way they look at each other, uh you know, the mannerisms you just, just, yeah, just you can tell, right? You know, I mean, uh, when it's real, and their chemistry is very real in this movie. So, you know, hats off to them. Uh, it really helps you root uh, for not just Kurt, but for Brenda and, and their family. And also, I mean, I really did like the relationship that they portrayed between Kurt and Brenda's uh, son Zach. Uh, who I was gonna say he's disabled, but he's not disabled. I'm, let's say he's gifted. I mean, you know, he's a he's a sweet kid in this movie, and him and Kurt really form a bond, and it's really it's really touching to see that in this in this movie. And uh, you know, I I think that's one of the coolest parts of the movie. Uh, one of my uh, one of my one of the treats in this movie too is the supporting cast as well. There's it's just like a who's who of character actors uh, now. We got Adam Baldwin now. If you don't know who Adam Baldwin is, Adam Baldwin, I, I, I always I always remember him most for Full Metal Jacket. You know, he's like the he's like the uh, you know the 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 big you know uh, sweat hog guy from uh, from Full Metal Jacket. He was arming you know he was, he was man in the M sixty and you know he was giving uh, you know Private Joker a hard time when they got over to Vietnam. He's like uh, you tough to tough. Do you walk the walk? You know, I mean that, that guy. I mean, just you just just watch just watch Full Metal Jacket. Make the sacrifice and watch an awesome movie like Full Metal Jacket again, and you'll see who Adam Baldwin is. But Adam Baldwin is in this uh, movie uh, playing his coach at uh, U and I, and then we've got uh, Bruce McGill. Uh, Bruce McGill uh, plays uh, the the founder, the creator of um, Arena Football, who ran the. Uh, the Iowa Barnstormers, the arena football team that uh, Kurt Warner uh, played for. And, again, he's played by Bruce McGill. Bruce McGill, again, I'll always remember him as D-Day on Animal House. He was the character at Animal House that was riding the riding the motorcycle everywhere. That's D-Day. And then later on, he went on to, a, you know, an illustrious career. He was in a lot of Michael Mann movies. So, I mean, he was in uh, Collateral and uh, the insider and Ali, he had a great role in in uh, the, in, uh, in the insider. <laughs> it's just as a lawyer in there, wipe that smirk off your face. <laughs> that was one of his his great uh, great lines in that movie. So Bruce McGill, look him up, and then Dennis Quaid. I hesitate to call him a character actor. I know he, he's kind of more. At least back in the day, he was more of a leading leading man. Now he's kind of more of a, a character actor, kind of like Michael Douglas. Like you know, who who would believe? Guys like Dennis Quaid and Michael Douglas are, I guess, kind of more character actors and supporting actors now, but they are. And so Dennis Quaid, he plays Dick Vermeil, uh, Kurt's coach uh, with the St. Louis Rams. He was a former Philadelphia Eagles 
uh, head coach there. You probably saw him portrayed by Greg Kinnear in uh, that uh, Mark Wahlberg uh, movie. What was it? Um, oh, keep on saying like Unbreakable or something like that, or Inv- Inv- Invincible. That's what it was. Yeah, the Mark Wahlberg Invincible, uh, where he plays Vince Papali. Uh, the uh, the guy from the streets from the streets of Philadelphia that makes the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles team. Well, that was Greg Kinnear playing Dick Vermeil when he was a Philadelphia head Philadelphia Eagles head coach, and then this is Dennis Quaid playing the same character Dick Vermeil when Dick Vermeil was the St. Louis Rams head coach. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's Dennis Quaid does a good job as uh, Dick Vermeil. He's he's kind of got that gritty uh, salt of the earth. You know, Russ. You know, it's just kind of this grizzled veteran coach there, and he's you know they portray him as a as a father figure uh, to Kurt Warner. I mean, he expects results, of course, but you know he can relate to uh, Kurt Warner because Dick Vermeil was a you know head coach with the Eagles. He got burnout. He took off uh, what he thought was going to be a couple of years. It turned out to be like ten years or whatever. And he was like a, a NFL broadcaster, and then he decided to come back to uh, head coaching in the in the NFL was the St. Louis Rams, and just happened to win a Super Bowl. You know, yeah, just you know, just a small little small little feat uh, winning the Super Bowl there <laughs> at St. Louis. So proved all the proved all the haters wrong. So all right, hey, let me I'm gonna yeah, get another riff off this uh, Pantera beer here because it's staring me in the face. I got to do what I got to do, people. Outstanding. Another thing that kind of, you know, one other little negative, one little bugaboo just for me and maybe for anybody else that knows Iowa, knows Kurt Warner, or, you know, knows, you know, where he played in, in, you know, in the, at UNI, back in Iowa, I wish they would have had a big enough budget where they would have shown the UNI games at the Unidome. So the University of Northern Iowa Panthers, they played or they play in, in, a, in, a, in a stadium called the Unidome. And it's a, it's a covered stadium. Uh, it's got a roof and all that, some inflatable roof, um, you know, that they, they play in. Well, in this movie... Again, probably due to budget concerns, uh, they have them just play out in some just generic outdoor football stadium. It looks like it's straight out of Friday Night Lights, you know, just some <laughs> football stadium out out in the middle of the boondocks, you know, just, you know, in the Unidome, the stadium was like right in the middle of Cedar Falls. And Cedar Falls is not a little little farm, you know, town or anything like that, you know, one stoplight and a silo, right? It's, you know, it's a, it's a you know, Decent-sized college town, uh, so but you know I, I wish they would have you know showed them playing in, in there. But again, a little you know nitpicky thing for me. It's nothing that ruins the movie uh, by any means, you know. And and especially if you have no you know you're not if you're not from Iowa, not from Cedar Falls, Iowa, you don't know, right? I mean, it it doesn't even phase you. Um, but uh, I, I do have to warn you, this movie is kind of corny though. Um, you know, it's it's it, it kind of reminded me of the Blind Side. You know, the, but it's not it's not even a quarter of the corniness that the Blind Side was. I hate that movie. It is so corny. <laughs> this movie has a teaspoon of the the Blind Side uh, corniness right there. But it it's you know it's a it's a good movie. Just it's a good 
a distracting movie. You know, if you want to feel uplifted, uh, you know, it's great. I wish, I do wish that it would have had a bigger budget because I think that they could have taken it to some places uh, that they, you know, that they weren't able to go with this. Um, you know, I just the screenplay is 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 good enough. It accomplishes what it needs to accomplish. It just, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's kind of full of the, you know, the, you know, the whole sports movie underdog cliches, you know, it, 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 it suffers from that a little bit, but it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's got a, you know, the kind of screenplay that kind of makes you chuckle and have some pretty good lines and some good uh, supporting uh, characters uh, in uh, the movie, but yeah, it's got a little bit of everything. I mean, you know, this movie's got it's got lows, a lot of lows in there because I mean, we're talking about Kurt Warner's career and he went through a lot of trials and tribulations. Um it doesn't really, re- you know, uh reflect or, or uh portray uh, Steve Mariucci uh very well, you know, or very you know, very nicely in this in this movie here. Uh you know, he's the the uh, I think it was, I think it was the quarterbacks coach I believe with the Packers here when the when Kurt Warner uh, got signed by that team and <laughs> and of course you know that's one of Steve, Steve Mariucci's uh, biggest mistakes is you know cutting Kurt Warner and you know not giving him a shot right there now I don't know how much of a shot he would have had because Brett Favre uh, was there you know at the same time and Steve Mariucci still to this day he's like well I don't regret cut, cutting Kurt Warner because he wasn't ready back then and this movie kind of implies that uh, as well but still that's Kurt Warner I mean he could have you know got him propped up and and uh, used him you know for uh, could have got some good trade value out of him or something like that you know but uh, you know hey you know what it all worked out and it's kind of funny to see Kurt Warner you know sitting next to Steve Mariucci you know at the NFL Network uh, booth uh, now Just I just keep I was keep wondering if maybe Kurt Warner every once in a while kind of gives old Steve Mariucci gives old Mooch the old side eye sometimes, but yeah, it's uh you know yeah it's a good entertaining movie so go ahead and uh, check it out and uh, with that here again hey I'm gonna wrap it up here and we're gonna uh, it's, you know it's the fourth quarter it's five seconds left and Kurt Warner and the St Louis Rams have just won the Super Bowl five. Four, three, two, one. All right. Thanks for listening to Movies America Podcast. And again, uh, reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram and because uh, I'd love to hear from you. And with that, everyone, have a good one. Stay cool.